If you're looking for ways to prioritize your health and fitness, run more efficiently, understand food, and somehow fit it all into a fun and family-centered life, you're in the right place. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Real Life Runners Podcast. This is episode number 24, so here we go. This episode is going to have a little bit of a different format, a little different feel to it, because um, in this way, or in this episode, we go back into Angie's race from yesterday, Woo! where somebody decided to to rock out a half marathon. Oh yeah! And uh, and and we we'll talk about what went into it, what happened during it, and and where do we go from here? Okay. So um, first off, I think uh, it's a little bit backwards, but uh, let's celebrate with how did how did it go overall. I would say it went great. I mean, I was very happy overall because I hit my goal. My goal was to be under two hours, and I came in with an official time of one fifty eight fifty nine. So I was very happy, which is fantastic. And so many people would take that and they'd be like, "I hit my goal," and they just move on. And this episode kind of dives into that there's a lot more than I reached my goal. And there's a lot more to, to really every race out there than you, you either reached the goal or you didn't reach the goal. You can, you can gain lessons of things that worked and things that didn't work every time you toe the line. And, uh, and that, that's kind of the point of this episode. So, you know, let's, uh, let's reach way, way back and kind of go into some pre-race of, um, I, I know we had an episode on goal setting, but let's kind of touch that briefly. How'd you come up with the goal? How did I come up with my goal? That's a good question. Um, so just so you guys know, this episode is not scripted and this is kind of just Kevin and I having a conversation, um, after the race to just kind of review. This is just kind of one of the conversations that we have, um, together. So we're, we just decided to put a microphone in front of it so that you guys could kind of listen in on kind of what we talk about after a race and, um, you know, Kevin's my coach. And so this is basically me and my coach talking, um, after the race. So, which has huge benefits, Yeah, you know, you should be able to, to kind of dive into, into a race with somebody and, and be able to play ideas off of them. It's, it's one thing when you can look at it yourself, but to be able to go in with somebody else and kind of get a couple of different views on it. How did this work? How did you feel? You learn a lot from it. Okay. So, you asked how I set my goal. So basically, I this is only my second half marathon ever. My first one was over six years ago. It was before um, I had my second baby. It was I my oldest was two, and I did a half marathon ju- then just to see if I could do it. So my goal for the first one was basically completion of the marathon, and then I kind of had a secondary goal that I wanted to run around a ten minute mile. Um, so that was my goal. I hit both of those goals, um, with that race. And then I found out a week later or two weeks later that I was pregnant again. And then when baby number two came around, my training was very inconsistent, blah, blah, blah. Um, finally got back into the consistency, got back into the running, started, you know, running with a purpose again, decided to set a new goal. But I knew that 
when I ran another half marathon that I wanted my time to be better than my first. So I didn't want to register for a race before I was ready, before I felt like I was ready to run a faster time than the 211 that I ran back in 2011. So in my head, I really had that two hour number in my, you know, as my goal. I'm not sure why I feel like just because you know two hours. If you can say that you ran a half marathon in one something, that that's a huge um, yeah. accomplishment. Yeah, goal setting based off of round numbers. I mean, yeah. there, there's a reason why you know there's there's a lot of a cluster of people that have three hours or four hours uh, as their like their marathon goal. But if you if you go through the results, there's always larger groups every ten minutes. There's a cluster. If as soon as you've got people that can break like, you know, four hours in the marathon, their next one is 350, and then there's another cluster of people at 340, and another cluster of people at 330. Pull out the results from huge marathons. It always goes in big clumps right around every 10 minutes. Yeah. So I think that I mean basically that's the reason I set that goal is just because I thought that would be awesome to have a goal under two hours. I wasn't 100% sure that I could achieve it, um, <laughs> but but that was that was the goal. That's fantastic. And I mean, it's not like you came back into this like training mindset and the first thing you did was half marathon. You know, you got yourself back in back in shape and you were doing a lot of strengthening and you did some shorter races. You didn't just jump back into it and be like, and half. Yeah, which- I did some 5Ks um, to get back into it and realized that I could go faster than I thought that I could um, based on the training that you were putting me through. And I think that, you know, those 5Ks helped me break down a lot of mental barriers. And so once I achieved some of those times with my 5Ks, then I kind of thought to myself, all right, well, you know, I'm already kind of doing long runs on the weekends that were eight-ish miles, seven, eight, nine miles. Why not try for another half marathon and see if I can hit that time goal in my head? So we came up with a training plan, right? you know, and, and we kind of talk about it and, you know, you talk, we talk about our training with each other all the time. So yeah, lying kinda, in bed at night, right? So I know your likes and dislikes right. and, and the workouts that you enjoy and the workouts that are kind of tough. And, um, as a coach, you kind of have to sprinkle in both. Because you can't just keep going workout after workout that's like, oh, this one's going to be really hard for you, but you need to work on that. And this one's going to be really hard, but you need to work on that. Like, you have to, as a coach, make sure that there are workouts that the athlete has success with. Mm -hmm. Even if that success just really kind of cues something in your head saying, hey, look at that, I had a successful day. Like, this was a good workout. And I hit it all. And then there's other workouts where it's mentally and physically taxing. So there's a lot of different aspects to your training. But I tried to generally set it up that it was things that you were going to enjoy Mm -hmm. because you like the variety of training. Yeah, that's true. And I, I kind of took some steps along the way too. Like I, like, you know, I hit the five K's and then basically after. So there's I've the 5K um, on Thanksgiving, which I've talked about in other episodes, that went poorly. And then I had to do another 5K. But basically, we had decided to kind of transition into half marathon training after that turkey trot. So the 5K in December 
was kind of thrown in and um but i really wanted to hit the pr at that time so (laughs) we had to kind of adjust my training to do that and then there was a 10k that i did in january um because i had never done a 10k before and a lot of people from my running group were doing and i wanted to do the race so you kind of adjusted my training to fit that in as well so you were i remember you telling me you're like well this isn't the most ideal half marathon training schedule that i would set up for someone but you know, it's real life and there are races and other things that come up along the way that we need to incorporate. Yeah, I know. I I learned a lot from from coaching you through this cycle. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> because it, it, like you wanted to run that 5K, like you wanted to hit a PR and it was December because it's the 5K that, you know, the, the school I work at puts on. So it was like, well, that's the 5K we're going to do. And so you had to kind of stay a little bit in 5K training for that. Right. And then I still like, needed that short speed work. Right. And you're like, okay, but now I want to hit this 10K. Like, is it possible to try and hit a 10K in this goal with a half marathon a few weeks later? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, sure, we can make that happen. And you know, I years ago would have told you, no, no, you can't do that. This has to be the training cycle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This is the correct, you know, three weeks on one week off. It works out exactly right. We have to start on this date because your, your race is on this Sunday. So we just count backwards in, in sets of four weeks and this is when it starts. Right. But that's not, that's not how life works. Mm -hmm. You know, you wanted to get in these other races. Okay. So let's make the training plan work. So you get those races in. Yeah. But still, have me well enough prepared for the half marathon at the end. Right. Like there were certain workouts where I'm like, okay, well, let's figure out when that workout can go in. And, you know, it maybe it has to get moved forward or back a week. You know, you can't have that like mental and physical go to the well workout on like the Tuesday before you're trying your 10k. Yeah. You know, that's not going to work. You can't go real hard right after your 10k cuz you had to recover from it. Yeah. You know, in in mind and body you had to recover from it. So Yeah, that was a hell of a hard race. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And I got sick. Yes, and and there was sickness that, and then you got a week. Right. Yeah. So then you've got to work around that also. So it it kind of really helped reinforce the idea that yes, there's, you know, this quote unquote ideal plan, but you just got to highlight, you know, these are some key things that we want to work on over the course of the training. So Mm -hmm. let's make sure that we hit some of these big ideas and we look at the long-term view. Right. So, um, any, anything along the way that was your particular, like, like a high or a low of the training program, something that you really liked or said, Oh, oh, I'm not looking forward to that workout. Um, not really, to be honest. It's, it's funny because I feel like in a way I, I did have a little bit of a mindset shift during my training. And I'm not sure if I have told you this yet, but you know very well that I used to very much dislike the longer, um, tempo speed workouts. Like I like the short explosive fast stuff. I found that was fun. Like quarter mile repeats. Like I find those to be very fun. But when you would have me go out and do like a two <laughs> said, mile. Said no one ever. I, Ooh, quarter mile repeats. That's the best. I think they're so fun. So, but like when you were like, oh, you have to go out and do a two mile tempo run or a three mile tempo run. I was like, oh, I have to hold what pace for how long? You know, like mental, that's a big mental workout. Like quarter mile repeats. Like, you know, you have to go hard, but you only have to go for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So 
it's actually funny because I've, I've found that in the half marathon training, I was in a way looking forward to those tempo runs more than I ever did before. I actually started to really like them because those runs mentally prepared me to know that I could hold a certain pace for that long of a period of time. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. That's why when you ran the 10K, yeah. that was probably one of the best workouts mm -hmm. heading into this thing. Oh, that was so painful. I mean, I can go through and pull out all sorts of charts and, you know, whatever coaching tree you want to go from of like, oh, this is the workout that you need because that's the workout that sets you up for, for your half marathon. Mm -hmm. But that 10K where, you know, you've got all sorts of things, you were feeling sick and it's got all the variables of a race. Right. But... That also has, because it's got the various of a race in it, sets you up really nice for a half marathon. Yeah. Well, it's, it's also, you know, because during training, you know, I know that I've read the research, you've read the research, you know, you try to convince me that we do our long, easy runs nice and slow. We do our speed work fast, you know, so hard on hard days, easy on easy days, and that'll set you up to hit your goal. But as a, as the, the runner, like, you always question, like, did I do what I was supposed to do? Like, was I set up the way that I was supposed to set up? Like, yeah, like, I know I can hit, you know, a nine-minute pace for five miles. I know that I can hit, um, you know, like the 825 pace. I hit that for a, a 10K. You know, I could do that for six miles. But the half for marathon... for 13 miles, but you for can hold 10. I can hold 1030. Yeah, like 1015, 10. You know, so it's like, okay, well, I know I can do 13 miles. I know that I can complete the distance, but I've only run it slowly, you know, well, not slowly, but, you know, slower, um, 10, 30. Okay, fine. And I know that I can do shorter distances in 825 and I'm supposed to now do 13 miles at nine minute pace. And I'm like, okay, I've never done that before. So is it actually going to work? Yeah, that's uh, that's the whole idea. And I mean, I've picked this up over years of coaching kids. They're like, Coach, am I, am I ready for this thing? And it's like, you're as ready as you're going to be today. You know, we've put in some work. We, you are you are prepared for them to fire a gun and to see what what happens today. You know, you're you're as good as you're going to be today. Let's see what you've got, and then we'll build from it. You know, and I know that that you really had this goal, and you'd been pushing hard for months on it. And so there's a lot of of emotion built up into this thing, and, and it would have been a, a disappointment if you weren't able to to reach that goal. But if if you had missed it and you had pushed really hard and you had felt like that you gave that race something, there's still positives to take out of that thing. Of course. So, you know, you've got you've got that thing tied into it. All right. So let's talk about the actual race itself. How how did you feel, oh, let's say in the ten minutes before somebody shot a gun and said go? Oh wow. Um so it was very crowded in the corrals. It was very hot and it was very humid. Um, what did you say? It was like 99% humidity or something at the, at the start? Yeah. I mean, everybody likes to come down and, and visit Florida and run a race. And then they're like, oh, it's so hot. It, it wasn't that hot. It was in the 60s. Yeah, it wasn't terribly hot. But I mean, when you're surrounded by 
you know, a thousand runners or a couple thousand runners. Then Who will it, all have the nerves of pre-race jitters. Right. I mean, I checked my heart rate, you know, just standing in the corral and I was already up like 96, 100. Like my heart right. rate was already high just standing around waiting for the thing to start. And that was all nerves, clearly, you yes. know. So um, basically we were just standing around. I was kind of trying to make some small talk with a new, a, a new running buddy that I had just made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to focus. I don't know. Like I just – at that point was just telling myself like, okay, you know, trust your training. Like you've worked hard for this and it's, we're going to, let's go out and have some fun. I, I reminded myself at the starting line to also have fun because I had this time goal in my head and, you know, there's always a chance you're not going to get that goal. And so I just also wanted to, to make sure that I reminded myself to enjoy the process and appreciate the journey that I've been on up until this point that's, that's gotten me to the starting line. You know, there was a lot of that, me trying to kind of remind myself of that because it's very easy to get caught up in a number. And sometimes I think we forget to appreciate all the steps that we took to get us to that point. Right. If hit the time goal, miss the time goal, you were going to be so much better than you were six years ago. Oh, gosh. Like, that's for let's sure. look at how far you've come in this in this time span here. Right. Like this is this is a different runner. So if you had missed the time goal and and just gotten upset and said, ah, forget the whole last six, six years. That's that's not where you're at. Um, so that that's leading it. Then they shoot off a gun. How'd you feel? You know, it's, it's dark outside. You're shooting down the streets. How, how did you feel? You're surrounded by hundreds of other people. Right. So at the beginning, you know, it's a lot of kind of trying to weave in and out of people. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's people of all paces kind of around you. I was, I tried to position myself near the pacer. There was like a two hour pacer. Good. So I tried to kind of position myself around her thinking that I'd be around people of around the same pace as me. Um, so basically I just tried not to fly out of the gate because I didn't want to find myself running like 730 pace or something ridiculous and, and totally wear myself out. Um, and so I tried to kind of just pull back, you know, I was checking my watch, I was making sure I was with my new buddy, and um, just kind of enjoying the morning, like we were running down a, a fun street in Fort Lauderdale. So I was just kind of trying to get into the groove, basically, that first mile was really just me trying to get into that groove and, and make sure that I was trying to hit my pace. All right. Now I, I've run this race. I ran this race last year at mile two and a half. You have to go up and over a bridge. That uh, is a steep bridge, <laughs> right? Like that bridge is pretty steep. And I mean, this is from a Floridian. So like, I understand that I'm a total weenie when it comes to hills and stuff like that, but that was a pretty steep bridge. It's, it, I mean, the other thing is it's still dark out when yeah. you, when you hit it. So you can't even quite see the top perfectly. You're like, right. I think the top's up there. Yeah. I, I hope it's not that long of a bridge. Yeah. You just kind of get up and over it. You're still with a big pack of people. <clears throat> right. And well, and, and I was trying to, again, look around at that point and look at, you know, I was on the intercoastal in, in Fort Lauderdale and it was mm -hmm. gorgeous. There's all the buildings, the water, the boats, like, and it's it still, the sun was still down. So it was still dark out. Um, so, and you knew that we were waiting on the other side was, of the bridge. That's what I was just about to say. So I knew that you guys were going to basically be right on the other side of the bridge. And so I just kept telling myself that, you know, just get up the bridge and then use the downhill. I, that's what I even told the girl I was running with. I was like, there's a downhill on the other side. You know, I just kept telling myself that. And then I knew you guys were going to be right at the end when I made that turn onto the next street. 
Yeah, I just kept looking for the bright orange hat because I could I knew roughly when you were going to get to us. That was a pretty good idea to wear that, right? The bright orange hat was helpful. Yeah. But you came off the bridge and I saw you. I'm like, oh, she's looking for us because you came off and it's not like you, you came off and it, you you turned to the left. So most people would come off the bridge and look to the left to make sure they're turning nice. And you looked to the right to make sure that nowhere in that bank of people there were your family. Yeah, I didn't want to miss <laughs> you guys because I wasn't sure exactly where you'd be positioned. Right, so I wanted to go down the street a little bit so that we were by ourselves so that you could actually see us. Yeah, that was very good. So when I ran by and I like started waving my hands to make sure that you guys saw me. I had you. Yeah, and so, well, I wanted to make sure the girls saw me too, you know. So around that corner corner and my eight-year-old and my five-year-old have these bright neon signs um, that says mommy's my mommy's amazing and they're they were just so cute they started cheering I like even ran over and gave the one a kiss like I think I totally bonked her with my hat oh yeah you totally tackled her so bad tackled her I know but you know and then I was like running away and I was like oh shoot I hope the eight-year-old's not upset that I didn't give her a kiss too no they were good they were fine so anyway so Then we hit mile three. Basically, there was a water station there, and it was, like, kind of hectic, like, that water station. That was the next thing I was going to ask you, is how did water stations go? Well, so the first water station was about a mile and a half in. It was before the bridge. And I grabbed the um, sports drink instead of water. Mm-hmm. And so I took a jug of that. I was like, oh, and I spit it out. And But then I had that flavor in my mouth. Oh, good. Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, no. Um, so anyways, so then the next water station was, uh, I think, somewhere around mile three. And that was just kind of very hectic. It was very small. They only had like two people handing waters out. And um, that's where I kind of lost my running buddy that I was supposed to be running with. And then... We just kind of kept going, and then the the course takes you into a park, and you do basically like a two mile loop through the park, and then come out. So, in the park, we were it was right before mile six, like you do basically miles four and five in the park. And so I hit mile five, and I started getting like a little tired. Like I was looking at my heart, rate. my heart rate was flying throughout the whole race. Um, and I said, okay, well maybe I should. I was debating what to do about fueling. I was debating whether or not I should um, take in a supplement. Like I typically eat raisins when I run, like on my long runs, if I need them. Most of the time I actually don't even fuel, to be honest, um, on my long runs. But I figured since I was going faster, maybe I would need a little bit more fuel. So I'm like thinking about all this in my head as I'm running through the park. So I decide to go ahead and, and take a handful of raisins. So I took the handful of raisins, and I just decided it was way too much chewing. Like, I really (laughs) wanted to just spit them out, but I finally swallowed them. But during that time that I was, like, trying to consume these raisins, like, I found myself getting, like, out of breath. Yeah. Because it was, like, too much chewing. Um, I was trying to, like, eat and run, and it it just tired me out just trying to consume the darn raisins. Well, yeah, because you put the raisins in your mouth. You've been taught that the polite thing to do is to chew with your mouth closed. But when you're pushing, your mouth kind of – it's not that you're running with your mouth wide open. I never even thought to ride with my – or to to chew with my mouth Chew with your mouth open so you can get some air in. I never even thought of that. The problem is that if you chew with your mouth open, you also start choking on the raisins. So So that wouldn't be good either. No, no. that, Hmm. uh, That. that's why I I go with the gel in yeah. the race because you just kind of suck it in and swallow. Right. I can I can handle raisins on a. There was only one spot that I saw them passing gels out. Mm-hmm. It was I mean that was for the half. Maybe I hope they had more for the full. But there was only one spot and it was like 
two 13-year-olds passing gels out. It was oh, that's so, helpful. It was so weird. <laughs> and it was a box in the middle of the street. Like, it was very strange. Yeah. And, and I was like, well, who are these kids? And then I saw them with, like, goose in their hand. I was like, oh, okay, that's strange. Yeah, that's why it was so helpful that you passed me some goose last year. Yeah. But anyway, so moving on. Um, yeah, moving on. So that, that was, that was your fueling. Do you end up with any sort of cramping anything after, off of the raisins? Um, thank God, no. But I basically decided that I didn't want to try to eat those again. All right. So you took in no more calories after that. So you had a handful of raisins mm-hmm. at mile like six ish. Right. And then the rest of the race, I basically, I took a water at almost every water stop, not every single one. Um, but for the most part, I just kind of swished the water around and then spit it out. I might've taken a very tiny sip of it or I poured it down my back or I pour you know, try to just pour it on me to, to, to stay cool because it was very warm out. Okay. Um, and for, for around two hours, we might need to that could be a thing to look into in the future yeah. is, is how to get some calories into you during the race. Cause right. it, that it does matter. Like once you start getting around hour, hour 15, mm-hmm. you need some calories. Well, I think that's probably why my legs kind of felt more dead at the end. And that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Um, pacing wise you were so spot on. Yeah. I mean, I, don't I was pretty we, happy with that. Yeah. Like that was, that was a great thing is I was following your pacing and, um, just looking at like your overall pace and it stayed pretty, consistent throughout yeah. so that was that was a huge plus yeah until i hit mile nine and then it kind of i had two or i had three miles that kind of dipped down yeah and then i the last two miles were strong right i mean once you once your your time left is is less than a 5k it's probably a little bit easier to say okay i've got i've got this thing left which, right which is my next point is mentally how'd you do because there's going to be some highs and lows mid-race yeah for sure and i think that um you know, at, like you said, at that point in time, when, when you hit double digits and when you hit that 10 mile mark, that's huge because you know, there's only a 5k left. And, um, I basically just, I kept looking at my watch and I, my paces were really, really great. And I kept just telling myself, you didn't make it this far to miss your goal by a tiny bit. So I, it, that forced me to keep pushing is that I was, I knew that I was going to be close. I was going to be you know, close. So I just kept doing the math in my head, but I just kept telling myself, you got to push, you got to push because you didn't push this, you know, up until now. And then to try to fade off now, you know, fade off at the end, you would miss your goal by just such a tiny little bit. Like that would be killer. Yeah, I know you were, you were surely doing the math in your head. I was following, I wasn't getting like mile splits every time because I knew that I was going to get like paranoid doing that. Um, and that, that's not going to help me. Right. Cause you were tracking me live on uh, my garden. Right. Yeah. So I'm following you on my phone, but it had the average pace up in the corner and it was like nine Oh five for a while. Oh, that's nice. And then it, it was nine Oh six. And so every time it like added a second, I'd pull it up on my watch and be like, okay, that's nine Oh six. That's 9.1 per mile times 13.1. She's still under. No, nine Oh nine was the pace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every time it went up, I, uh, I didn't have it pulled together enough to say, Hey, Hey, she's doing she's doing good. Maybe I should figure out exactly what it is that she needs to be under. It, it went to nine oh seven. I'm like at nine oh seven, she ha- still has a minute clearance. We've got this thing. And, yeah, you know. So that was that was kind of interesting. Um, any particular low points during the race? I wouldn't say there were any 
particularly low points. I mean, somewhere around mile 11, 11 and a half, my calves started to cramp up, um, especially the right one. And so I, I kind of tried to change the way I was running to try to stretch it out as I was running um, because I just was nervous that that was going to turn into a cramp that I was going to have to then stop. Um, I would say that one high point is that I never walked. So that, so that was cool. That's pretty awesome. Um, the other high points, obviously seeing you guys. And then I had a group of girls at mile nine that I knew were going to be there. So like, as soon as I left the park <laughs> at like mile six, I, those next three miles, I just kept looking forward to seeing them at mile nine. Like that was my push from miles six through nine. And then from basically mile nine through 13, I knew I was going to see you guys at the end again. Plus and you, I, you get that lift once you hit 10 and it's yeah. less than a 5k to go. Right. And then I met another, like another random runner. She like came up behind me and she was like, come on, girl, we got this. I was like, yeah, we do. And so then the two of us kind of ran with each other for a little bit and um, she stopped to walk and I was like, come on. And so then she's like, all right. And, you know, so we kind of helped each other through about a mile of the of the race, um, you know, maybe the last mile and a half or whatever. It's always so, nice making friends out on the course. Yeah, I, I found her afterwards. I was like, thanks for the push. And she's like, no, thank you. Like, it was really cute. So. All right. So uh, at, at this point, I think we got to move on to post-race. So there's two big things here um, in terms of recovery, both mental and physical, because you're you're drained. You know, the day of you want to take a nap, but it, you also just mentally had to keep pushing yourself through such struggle that um, you know you, you got to take some time and, and refill both of those tanks. So in terms of, of physical, I know that your knees bothering you from some IT issues. Um, but beyond that, mentally, where are you at right now? Mentally, I am happy. Um, I achieved my goal and I'm just happy. Like today and yesterday and today, I've just been trying to be very focused in the moment and just be grateful for, um, what I was able to accomplish right now. I, I haven't really thought too much ahead. I mean, a little bit, you know, kind of what, what, I want to do for the next month or two, you know, I'm, I, we started to talk about it a little bit yesterday. Um, I know that I'm ready to pull back a little bit. I'm debating whether or not I want to throw in some shorter races, um, in the next month or two, but overall I would say just happy and very grateful for what I was able to accomplish with the support of you and my family and friends. Yeah, it's, uh, You've always done pretty well at being able to to enjoy the moment without looking ahead too much about okay if I did this now what can I immediately do next you're you're pretty good at at being able to just relax and enjoy what's sitting there if I achieve my goal well yeah it was helpful that you achieved the goal because <laughs> if I don't achieve my goal then I'm like get me out of this moment and throw me ahead and figure out how I can achieve it in the future yeah yeah is there another half in about two weeks that right, I can run right in? when when can I sign up for the next one. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, so physically, um, I, I know you took today as an off day, but you generally take Monday as an off day. No, Monday's my lifting day. Right. And I'm still debating whether or not I want to lift after we get done recording. Okay. So how, <laughs> how are you feeling? Do you think you might go for a run tomorrow? I think so. Um, you know, part of that is because of my running group. Um, some of the girls are like, are you setting up a run on Tuesday? And I said, okay, okay, I'll do that. And so I got a little bit of peer pressure going on there, but yeah, I think, 
I'm going to, I'm going to go for a run and just maybe three miles to try to shake out the legs and see how the IT band does on the run. Cause my, right now, like it, my leg, my knee feels better today than it did yesterday. Yesterday it was very tight. Um, today it's feeling a little bit better. I need to do some foam rolling, um, later and some massage on it later tonight. Um, but overall it's feeling a little bit better than it did yesterday. So I'm going to see kind of how it feels tomorrow. That's good. Um, I mean, I think that's, that's one of the keys on this thing. Yeah, you got your goal, but no matter what, like your body just took a massive physical toll. Yeah. So make sure that you don't push too much this week. Right. That, that you actually let your body recover from that thing. It, yeah. It I mean, I could definitely tell too that my body, like my heart rate all day yesterday was high, like just my resting heart rate when I was just relaxing and I was like sweating. <laughs> constantly yesterday. I don't know what the heck was going on, but I was like, could not stop sweating. Uh, which probably means that at least you were hydrated enough to keep sweating. That, well, I guess that's, that's a positive. Yeah. But I think it was just, you know, my body was letting me know that I, uh, I sufficiently tortured it and yes. I, I needed to kind of relax the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, it was a day, day for recovery, another day for recovery. Take, take some time. And a lot of people, once they, they physically feel better, they try and jump back into speed workout. Make sure that you're mentally recovered also. Make sure that you're able to, to say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to push again because you pushed for 13 miles. You overcame a lot and, told your body over and over again, no, 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 we're not stopping. We're not slowing down. We're hitting this pace. So yeah. it takes a while to, to get that mental capacity back to say we're pushing through pain again. Yeah. It was pretty cool though. Being like knowing that I was able to maintain that pace for that amount of time and just basically tell my body what it needed to do that day. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah, because like I, I would look at my pace and it'd be like a little bit slower, and I'm like, okay, it's time to speed it up just a little bit, you know? Like, and then I would like be hitting my pace and I'd be feeling good, and I'm like, I was debating, you know, should I go a little faster? Should I try to kind of like give myself some breathing room, go a little faster because I'm feeling good? And then I was like, no, 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 let's just stay here. This is comfortable. I kept telling myself how comfortable I was, yeah. <laughs> trying to convince myself. No, 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 this is no, comfortable. This is comfortable mm -hmm. right here. This is my good, comfortable pace. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that. Um, so that, that was good. All right. Um, so we've kind of talked about goals. You hit your goal. That was great. Um, w without going crazy, do you have any goals moving forward? To be honest, I'm not really sure. Um, it would be nice to, you know, decrease my time again, but, um, I don't really know why I would want to do that. I mean, I, I know I do just, just to get better, you know, but I think that, um, one of the things I want to work on is my heart rate, um, during the run, because my heart rate was very high during the half marathon. Like it was in the one seventies the entire time. Basically, I think my average heart rate was like 175. So I think that I would like to run faster paces with a lower heart rate. So I want to work on my aerobic base and kind of, you know, building that part. Right. I mean, a lot of what, what I've done with your training because of, of how you started with running, like running wasn't a great thing. So it wasn't like, Ooh, let's, let's throw you into a six miler and a seven and an eight and just keep building up this base. So you, you can run remarkably fast without the, the sort of like classic huge aerobic base. So you're able to push yourself mentally through a lot of things that I think building up that aerobic base would, uh, w would help make a little bit nicer. Yeah. So I have to kind of focus on 
slower runs, mm-hmm. right? And then do more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's ways to get at it without just making every run long and slow. And well, it uh, depends on who you talk to. Yeah, I know, of course, because yeah, there's all these other methods, and we can talk about those in future future right. episodes and see how how training goes. Um, but yeah, I think bringing down the heart rate as you race is a nice one. Um, anything else that that you've got out on the horizon for you? I mean, I, I want to bring my 5k time down. I think that not I, done with that one yet. No, no, no. I want to, I want to uh, bring my 5k down for sure. Um, I think that's kind of where my next group of goals is either that or possibly trying out some of these obstacle course races or some different kinds of running. I'm not sure, but I, I want to bring my 5k time down. Right, so you've got a few things that are out there. Um, numbers wise in terms of bringing this, this PR down in that PR down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that your, your bigger one is, is interesting because it's not really a, a number. It, well, I mean, it is, it's a heart rate, but it's just like, as I race, I want to get that heart rate down at, at a given pace, Yeah, which is, that's a nice, just general health goal. I'd like to be able to run faster or I'd like to be able to run that same pace without getting my heart rate as high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to do just some some races just for fun, like with friends, like pacing some people through their races and helping them achieve goals. Like I think that would be a lot of fun too. Yeah, I've always in in, in watching any of these races, even in it or cheering for you, seeing the guys running by with the uh, the pace signs on a on a yardstick and been like, that might be interesting to do. Like, yeah, go out and run. I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, yeah, go out go out and be a pacer in one of these bigger races. Right. Yeah. I don't know about that, but like you know, being a group pacer for me, for you, yeah, maybe not for me really, but I think you know, just doing it with friends would be a lot of fun too. Yeah. All right. So it was a little different, different format today, but I I think that this was a great episode because it puts out there something that, that a lot of people miss after races, you know, whether it went good or it went poorly, you should still be able to to step back and get a little post-race analysis of, of kind of checking out the training. You know, this was a high point. This was a low point. How did the race go physical and emotional? You know, what is it that, that you might need to work on moving forward? Because if you don't, go through these races and, and check them out. And the same thing works out in, in workouts. Just look at every time you physically exert yourself as sort of a, a check to say, hey, where can I go at from here? You know, this is where my body was at today. What, what kind of stresses did, did I try to put on it? What stresses did I already have on it? And use that as just a guideline of, of where to move on, you know, going, going forward. What do you do next? So I thought it was it was a nice little analysis of the race. Yeah, I did my best to try to, you know, give as much details as I could remember. Um, so anyway, thank you guys so much for spending this time with us um, today and listening to this recap of, of my race this weekend. And hopefully you gained something from it. And if you did, if you liked it, please share this podcast with a friend and leave us a review in iTunes. It helps so much to just spread the running community love and get our show um, more vis- you know more visible to more people. So thank you guys again, and we will catch you next week.